Welcome to Material Change. I'm Josh from SBG. This is a series of uh, podcasts and interviews probing questions about the role that raw materials have in the visual arts and specifically sculpture uh, in the context of the wider ecology. In this episode, we speak with Julia Bellinetti from the Future Materials Bank. The Future Materials Bank is part of an innovative nature research department at the Jan van Eyck Academy in the Netherlands. Artists, designers and material researchers develop ecological materials and processes that inspire reconceptualization of our relationship to the object and the role of non-human actors in our lives. The bank is both an online and physical thing. It's a living document and resource of all the materials that have been developed thus far on the program. Its intention to inspire is clear in the wealth of imagination and technique illustrated. Leading the programme at the Nature Research Department is Julia Bellinetti, previously a coordinator of the production department at the Museum of Contemporary Art of Antwerp. She engaged with a wide range of art practices, gaining a nuanced understanding of the cognitive, affective and material configurations underlying contemporary art production. In recent years, Julia has become increasingly interested in the ecological discourse in relation to contemporary art, institutional work and interdisciplinary forms of collaborations. In this episode, Julia tells us about her journey, delving into some of the epistemological underpinnings of her research in the department. She's both incredibly engaging and generous with her time. We hope you enjoy it. Well, I was working, the, as I said, I was running the production department of a contemporary art museum uh, in Belgium. And there I really got confronted, especially with some exhibition, with the production of some exhibition, mm-hmm. on the contradictions, but also complexities of the sustainability discourse, but also, you know, like from a more pragmatic uh, approach, like what does it mean to deal with sustainability and with the ecological crisis within, on the one hand, the art system, the art world in Western Europe, so let's be situated, and also uh, within an art institution. So it's, um, you know, it's, as I was saying before, it's really about the gap between the discursive and the material and the practical, right? And and this actually led me gradually to move towards this um, research project, which I'm now um, carrying on in the University of Amsterdam. And the research project is actually investigating how um, the ecological crisis is impinging within art institution mechanisms, uh, art institutional mechanism and especially epistemic cultures. So how actually the way uh, knowledge is uh, vacuated and how knowledge is produced mm-hmm. um, within art institution is in a sort of, is being troubled somehow. So we know, I mean, uh, it's like a very um, quite well-known um, story, the one of the implications of art institutions, especially Western art institutions with, you know, histories of capitalism, colonialism and extraction as well. Um, so I won't impinge too much into that, but I was, I'm really like what I'm uh, looking at in, in, in my research is how, how actually looking at the context of the climate and how the context of the climate is really like an active force of changing the ethos and yeah, the ethos and the um, the epistemic cultures of of art institutions. I'm addressing different case studies, and the Jan van Eyck being one of them. Mm-hmm. And what are the other institutions that you're? Um, well, they are not yet. I'm confirmed. thinking about um, so this is like an art academy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about a Biennale. So yeah. look at something which is more you know time based and recursive. Mm-hmm iterative and then another one is um is another like quite established art institution like more a museum and exhibition space mm-hmm, right. so i'm also looking at different formats yeah 
And it's really about, you know, like this means talking about materials, but also talking about the temporalities, talking about, you know, like some linear uh, novelty oriented approaches versus something which is more cyclical, which looks more at nature, which um, tries to look back, you know, to remain involved with certain topics and delve more in depth and also give space and time to research mm. and commitment and energies rather than, you know, having this, um, this, this willingness to show all, always something new and to be always on the forefront of something, which is, you know, like a very, um, yeah, like a, this heroic ego, right? Or ethos or egoistic um, ethos that is, has been quite, quite common in the white cube um, yeah, approach yeah. and culture. Certainly kind of underpins a lot of the... Um commissioning process is one of competitive sort of originality or newness yeah. um, and not much is thought beyond the um, sort of the the artwork or production after after that it's something that certainly we've looked at, mm. at, at um, on, a, on a smaller scale mm. but you've kind of been drawn to the the materials kind of first the material, it, which is yeah, the material is actually like one part of it. So looking back mm-hmm. at my uh, at my path, um, so I start like starting this this investigation on a more like academic research field, and then um, and then you know like this possibility of working more closely and more in a more situated way at the Jan van Eyck emerged. And then I basically I came here and then I, ga- I engaged more into some practicality. So actually my research became almost an action-oriented research. Or it was really very much informed also by my physical presence here and how I also uh, experience, you know, like how, how I'm experiencing with my body, with my presence here, the changes, the frictions and also the debates around around this transformation and this transition. So the material, the Future Materials Lab and the Future Materials Bank uh, was a, already an existing project here at the Jan van Eyck, started by the previous um, Nature Research Coordinator. And then I basically, what I did, took it over. And what I found when I, when I arrived was basically mostly the online archive of sustainable materials. Because when it started in 2020, we were in the midst of uh, the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. So actually the, the academy was mostly closed and interaction were very much limited. Um, so now, because the situation is slowly changing again, um, what I'm trying to do is actually uh, bridge more the online dimension and the offline di- dimension of the project and activate the, the physical bank, the, the online bank with the physical space we have here. So what we are trying to do um, is really also to invite, as we are doing today, designers from the bank here and also like aiming to merge these two communities. Because when we think about the transition, material transition, but it's really like, it's not only about materials. So this is also something that I want to stress or to highlight. When we approach these materials, the material is telling us about different temporalities, different approaches, different, uh, different approaches to production uh, in many different ways. It tells us about the material agency where, you know, like our decision making and our control stops. And when we should just leave up space for other kind of agencies, you know, like from non-human agencies to interact with us and how to acknowledge also this interaction. It tells us about knowledges and stories which have been erased 
So it's really not only about the material. It's mm-hmm. not about what I want to stress and I stress very often is it's not a linear transition. It's not about substituting epoxy with ecopoxy. It's really about changing our material approaches, which means also changing our productions and changing our ethos. So, you know, there are like there are there is a gradual movement of abstraction also of conceptualization. But what's interesting for me is that it doesn't start from the discursive. You know, like as you, you might have an exhibition about climate change, about, mm-hmm. you know, about ecological art practices. Well, here we are really starting from the material, something which has always been or, you know, mostly been considered passive or, you know, like available for us. And we were looking at the material because we were thinking about the result and we wanted to reach that result through that material. So there was like really this also result oriented approach while looking at these materials so there is also like a new outlook there is actually like engaging with the material because you want perhaps to to become more sustainable more respectful you want like to consider you're like actually problematizing some practices or some approaches you have and you want actually to 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 find like a better way like to to make art in a more sustainable way in a more respectful way, acknowledging, you know, the, the broader context you are part of and your art practice is part of. So it's, in my opinion, it's interesting because we start from uh, something which has kind of been, you know, like the agency of these materials has been ne- neglected somehow. And in terms of agency, I mean also when I work with mycelium, like the process might go wrong and many, many, and, and you don't know why. So many designers or artists working with mycelium, they tell us that sometimes it's very frustrating because you do you know, the process exactly the same way and you get a different result and sometimes it fails and you don't know why. So it's really like uh, really stepping into a, an, unknown, an unknown field. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, this is also like perhaps working on a, yeah, on a more ecological ecological approach and I use ecological because sometimes sustainable really like it has also this sort of finalized approach right yeah. like in terms of carbon emission in terms of um, yeah toxicities contamination etc well I think it's yeah. really broader because also I, I'm you know like just stop me if I'm just putting a lot of things on the table but some questions that we receive also is like how sustainable is to work with wood or to work with alga, algae and there is no question, you know, because it depends on volume. It depends on where the, the, the product is coming from. So also everything that we have here around us and on the Future Materials Bank, it's not, you know, like the idea of sustainability, the idea of, um, yeah, ecologically friendly or uh, it's something that needs to be uh, situated all the time. You need to give a context to it because there's not an absolute and this, you know, like departure from absolutist concepts and ideas is also one of the of the of the meanings that emerge from our work here. So there are like many different um, levels of meanings we are working on. Yeah, maybe it's also useful if I zoom out for a moment and I speak also about the, you know, like the transition the academy as an institution is doing because since 2020 really like um, the discourse and the reflection on climate change which eventually became on a broader sense the ecological crisis or the ecological emergency um, has become part of the Jan van Eyck so how we are combining our mission of a postgraduate international academy so we are doing residence we are not a school 
we are like for you know like we we follow this the yeah the educational uh, pathway so it's really for postgraduates and participants here might have like you know very different ages and different moments so for us it's more relevant if they're you know if they're the moment in their practice fits into what we are we are open for for any kind of participants or practitioner um, so also like in terms of in terms of practices it's very open very diverse we are aiming to become as inclusive as possible with the due limitations of course but we're really like um, working towards having also more um, representation from uh, the global south so we are working on our you know like on the conditions and this is basically like jumping to yeah the two the two um the two areas we're trying to work one is the context so really how can we support as an art academy um the transition towards a sustainable art practices so how can we become a sustainable art institutions and sustainable art practice uh, at the same time and the other one is really like working on um, the inequalities which are embedded and connected also um, to the to the context. So in terms of condition, this is why we are indeed working on uh, um, how we can support, like we, how can we how can we really become global in terms of giving you know in terms of not assuming um, of you know acknowledging differences and inequalities and how can these be tackled in the conditions and in the yeah in the conditions we can offer to our to our resident to our participants so this is like also another important aspect of our work so it's not only about sustainability but it's also about you know thinking in terms of decoloniality thinking thinking in terms of relationality and positionality in our work it's it's a transition, so we are in development. But it's uh, we find it's very much important because the connections between these two words is sometimes acknowledged, but it's not as evident as it should be. We are talking about environmental justice here. We are talking about you know all these all these aspects and uh, responsibilities, and also like having a broader understanding of the idea of responsibilities and also how responsibility responsibilities falls in different ways on different positions so is that something that is there any um yeah how 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 are you going about that work is well that for instance yeah there are like small things and i'm not the best person to talk about it mm-hmm. because i'm not directly involved in the definition of the residency in terms of conditions but uh, for instance we try to offer um like more support for families so for you know participants who have a family with you know young or little children so we try to to help them with housing we try to to provide them with a stipend which um yeah acknowledge the different kind of needs they have and we also try we have a list of countries for which for uh, you know like for the applicants coming from these countries we don't ask an application fee because we do understand that 50 euros in Europe, in Western Europe, has a different way than in other parts of the world. So this is also like one way that we are tackling this. And we receive more and more an increasing number of applications from the Global South, which which is kind of like, um, yeah, we understand it it's as, a, as a result of this. And it's a, maybe a confirmation that we are moving in the right direction. And, but, you know, it's very complex. There is the whole visa question, the visa situation, how we can support them in order, yeah. 
to apply for visas and to get them and you know like with the recent um, geopolitical um, developments is yeah it's it's becoming more and more relevant to mm. to question really like what is an art academy nowadays in these terms as well in terms yeah. of conditions So what about the so what about the materials that already exist on the market or the questions around how these are developed or the issues with more ecological materials finding their way do, onto the you market? You do have sustainable materials for, you know, sustainable art supplies on the market available. Um, we have a couple there. Mm. Um, but the point is really, as I was saying before, it's about which kind of transition we want. We don't want, you know, like to work on the equation. Mm. Like I, I always use epoxy because it's really like a conundrum, you know, like epoxy equal epoxy and that's it, you know, and then you keep on just using so much of these materials and relying on the market and have it shipped from different parts of the world. So it's really not about this, exactly. Mm. So it's really about transitioning also in the, in the art practice itself. What we, we don't want to, we, 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 value and we, we value and we acknowledge the difficulties uh, practitioners have, artists have and our participants too, uh, because, you know, like here they have, at least we try to offer them a safe space and some, and time to experiment, experiment. But then after these 11 months, they go back there where there are like, you know, there's like the art world and the art system imposing them certain temporalities, certain time frames, uh, certain deadlines, you know, you want like, you want to, to, to exhibit because you need to exhibit. It's like a matter of, you know, like um, survival almost, right? It's for yourself, for your own practices, but also for your income. So these were environmental and economic and social uh, overlaps. But what we try to do here is really like showing an alternative, showing a possibilities, encourage them and also offering the time and the space for get to know these materials inviting as you will see later inviting makers who are very knowledgeable and who really dedicated a lot of time a lot of energy you know it's their own project in exploring these materials with astonishing results and this is really like we already see uh, we started this workshop program in december so it's really like very recent we already see a, a slow shift you know people that you know participants here or artists who are just you know like intrigued by the possibilities of these materials and they want to experiment with them so we don't want we want to inspire them and we want to support them we don't want to force them we don't want to corner them into a certain direction because it would be unfair it would be highly unfair um because it wouldn't work <laughs> i mean uh, you know like potentially an art academic could say yeah there's no there's no chance you're going to use epoxy within our mm -hmm. labs, within our, you know, we are not going to use synthetic pigments. We are just using natural, there are possibilities, mm -hmm. but we don't, we perhaps, we are considering them, you know, there is an ongoing conversations. At this stage, we don't want to work on that level yet. We want to work on the inspiration, on the attention, on the awareness. And especially we want to work on, you know, we want to raise like a sort of, automatism in asking questions about the material you choose and on the implication of the ma this material choose. Yeah. Uh, sorry, this materials implies, you know, like the choice of a certain materials implies. 
So that's that's what we want to do, you know. And when when um, some artist comes to me or to some other colleagues of me saying, Julia, what is like the alternative to this raising I'm using? And we start exploring them. And we haven't yet found the right answer because for their specific practice, it's not, you know, it's we haven't found yet the exact alternatives or also the alternatives would become a project. So this means that you really need, for instance, with glycerol, as I said before, glycerol, water or gelatin, it really becomes like a research project leading up eventually, hopefully, towards a shift in the, in the materials you're using. Not all artists are willing or, you know, like, yeah, interested in doing, in committing to, to such a project. But we want to, yeah, we want to offer them, this is like the moment, I think like, in this context, within an art academy, in, within a residency, this is the moment when you can open them up, mm. uh, open new port- opportunities or possibilities for them. And also, I'm, I'm quite optimistic that, you know, like we might do, for instance, today, a nettle workshops. So a workshop about the, the, the many different possibilities of using nettles in your practice. And it might not be used by all the participants of the workshop in the upcoming 12 months, maybe not in two years, but maybe in three years, they will just, you know, like maybe there will be a shift in their practice and they will remember it. And they won't remember all the details that we are sharing today, but they will remember this possibility and they might delve into it or they might talk with someone else. So it's also about, you know, inspiring and trying to... To, to start a conversation which will then gain momentum. And, you know, like, I would love, like, this to be... I would love, actually, to have, you know, cultural workers from art institutions coming here and attending these workshops. Because it's not only on the artists, it's also very much on the institutions. Because, you know, it's about power relations. It's about, you know, what we are talking is all political. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's so... it's. I think you're totally right with how the power of what these uh, workshops and these materials can have because I, I think that they're so exciting. I also, you know, there is when we when we talk about sustainability or the ecological question with artists, it's you always find some um, reluctancy because they they feel again cornered. They feel, oh, it's our, we are responsible because we are producing. While I think we need perhaps also to shift the discourse towards more playfulness, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, let's try something new. Let's have fun. Let's, you know, get our heads dirty with all these different materials. Let's, you know, do something that, let's really escape. In this sense, also the idea of play is very much revolutionary and it has a very strong subversive potential, right? And play, there's no, there's no finalization of playing mm-hmm. in, in the game of, of children. So let's just, you know, in, approach these materials here in this context, here in this context. Let's approach these materials also with this openness. Let's see if they are interesting for you. Maybe for some, in some workshops, there are also curators who are more interested actually in the stories behind these materials or why these materials, you know? Like, so it really, uh, they might have different meanings for different people. Um, there are like participants who are really like hands-on, who are really asking very technical questions and they really have a very clear ideas of how potentially a certain material can be applied in their practice, so they come there and they ask those questions. Some others are just there out of curiosity, out of, okay, when do I have a possibility to attend the mycelium workshop? Really mm-hmm. to understand how mycelium works and asking the questions, you know, about, is it dangerous? 
Is it like impacting my health? You know, like some, some questions like this, or is it possible to paint it? Or, but especially with my film, it's also like extremely interesting because we, I think, like, you know, working in the nature research department in this institution, I assume that people know what my film is. But not so many people know about it, you know, about the, fa- the fact that there's like this amazing um, fungi network, which is like the big biological internet of the world, and which is the function. So it's also about like, um, or, you know, like, for instance, uh, we had um, a workshop about bioplastic where um, the designer was adding ochre pigments into the material. And for some, for some participants, it was just interesting to know what is ochre. You know, like it's it's a word that we that we hear many times, but actually, where does this come from? You know, mm. um, so there's like, uh, yeah, I think it just uh, I think it's important to look at the at the material because there are, there is really like so much into it. It's something that we forgot, we neglected for for so long.